Welcome to High and Bothered. I am Rebecca, and hitting her vape right now is Courtney. That's me. What are you smoking today? Today, I picked up a Punch Cookies. It's a hybrid. I got a pre-roll from the botanist because I wanted not smoke my bong, but I'm one of those unfortunate stoner bitches that can't roll, but that's why I'm so good at bong it. I can out-bong rip you. I mean, but you like, can definitely out bong. Well, I mean, I was saying the royal you. Oh, the royal, the royal, the royal you. <laughs> I, for once, got a sativa cartridge. Ooh, that's different for you. But it was because it's called like pineapple. Something. Oh, it was like pineapple. It's like pineapple orange. It's right? like pineapple mandarin mimosa or something. Yeah, like that. that sounds about right. So that's that sounds. Right. It it had the word pineapple and it had the word mimosa in it. It seemed like the proper choice. So what are we talking about today? So today we are going to what talk about ourselves, <laughs> each other. We're going to talk about ourselves and each other. Topics that we probably know best. To uh to set the stage here, Rebecca and I met in July of 2019. 2019. We met working together. She was the office administrator mm-hmm. at the office that I worked in. That was the most miserable job of my life. And <laughs> it was one of the most miserable jobs of her life. And it was kind of the most miserable job of everyone who worked yeah. there's lives. Let's just say there was a heavy drinking culture amongst most of the people there. So, yeah, super glad we don't work there anymore. But yeah, so I started this job July of... 2019 and i had actually just moved into good old worcester i remember the first time i saw you i was with my manager at the time who ended up leaving like a month after i started working it was a whole ordeal so i remember looking you were like in the break room because i was the front desk admin chica so i could like see the break room and you were there with naomi and i was just like oh cool bald-headed chick she's like kind of my speed so i had worked there for just over a year when rebecca started working there and i had gotten this job out of sheer desperation because in april 2018 my job that i had at the time they literally had to let go of everyone that wasn't the head of a department oof so I got this job while I was desperate for a job, and I got poached on Indeed, like they do, or not poached. Um, not poached, but, but uh, the the talent acquisition. I got calls. I got snared. I got lured in. Yeah, well, they scum Indeed for like fresh out of college people who they like scum. Scum. What two <laughs> words? Scope and what other word? Comb. Comb. I yeah, think. scope and comb. I was about to say, wait a second, I need to address the word scone. You're like, I just like, kept going. Let's circle back to, I was desperate for a job and I ended up at this job. Granted, it did give me a lot of really great friends. Yeah. 
That's probably about about it. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. That's it. And because of this, I already had a friend group when mm-hmm. Rebecca started working there. But the thing was that when Rebecca started working there, she was actually taking the place of somebody else who had been in our friend group. Mm-hmm. So when we were like, oh, they're interviewing new people, we have to like adopt the new administrative <laughs> Hopefully assistant. Hopefully they don't suck. Hopefully, like, yeah, hopefully it's a good person because we'll have to adopt them into our friend group. I remember, like, literally every single day that there was an interview, we would all be at lunch talking about whoever had walked in for that interview and what our office manager said about them. So we were vetting. We yeah. were vetting who they were interviewing. Not like we had any Yeah, decisions. I was about to say, like, you guys had but any then, choice in the matter, but... <laughs> but then I remember sitting at my desk. It says, was, um, it's very open concept and fluorescent. It's to facilitate collaboration. Not that I don't actually believe in these things. I did really like that being the mm-hmm. thing. Because, I don't know, it, it did help with camaraderie. Like, yeah. I became very close friends with a lot of the people I worked with because of this. And then there was me exiled to the front. Exiled to the front. But, but no, then, that's what I wanted. That that was good. But we would visit you. Oh, the yeah. ones you liked Everyone visited, visited you. me. So yeah, I remember sitting at my desk and seeing our office manager walk by with you walking behind her with your blonde bob. Yes. And your I think you were wearing like a white tank top blouse kind of situation. It was white or black, I don't remember. Uh, it was it was a dress. Oh my god, I was, was so manic at that point in time. One cuz I was platinum blonde. Two, yeah, cuz it was a dress. A dress like I don't wear dresses. If you if you know me, I don't I don't wear dresses like 90% of the time. Yeah. But it was this it was this dress with this little coat over it. Okay, yeah. I think it was I do very much yeah. not me, but I was very much trying to get this job. Yeah. Exactly. It was it was something you only wear for a fucking job interview. I mean I would never wear it for a job interview now, thinking back on oh, that. Really? Just like I was super uncomfortable in that. But anyway, so I saw you walking behind her, regardless of whether or not I specifically remember what you're wearing. Um it was like tan- it was like sleeveless. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so I could see like your fucking traditional tattoos and you did like you carried yourself like very well i was super manic um (laughs) i was mentally unwell at this point i was undiagnosed and unmedicated but i'm so glad that everyone else perceived me as like probably the most together anyone has ever perceived me like honestly because that was one of my first like impressions of you when we basically were just like when we started being like, come have lunch mm-hmm. with us, come do yeah, this. Because like, I would like stay by myself and then they were like, come and come interact out, with us. And I was like, come outside with us, like blah, blah, like, blah. Okay. And, yeah. um, and I remember there was just one point that you were, you, you were sitting with us outside. It was at one of the Worcester, like on the common, like mm-hmm. middle of the day things they would do. For, like, lunch on the common. Oh, that was actually really nice. Those were always really nice, yeah. And we were sitting in our usual spot. And you were sitting with us, and I wish I remembered what it was. 
but you made a joke that was like surprisingly what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, I don't know. Like it wasn't it wasn't like a it wasn't like a tasteless joke, but it was definitely a joke that like only certain people would find funny. Oh God, I wish I remember what it was, but I remember in that moment being like the fact that she is just comfortable and like confident and is funny like <laughs> in a way that I find funny that not a lot of other people find funny <laughs> so it's just like I don't know it was just in that moment I was like cool 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 <laughs> so um to to begin with there is a a third a third person shout out Kristen in Kristen. this equation, Kristen worked directly across from me, so we could stare at each other's faces all day, every day, <sighs> and constantly talk, so we became very good friends, and I had mentioned to her, I was living in Rhode Island with my brother at the time, and I wanted to move closer to Worcester. I basically had just said, um, I definitely like want to look for an opportunity to like move out here. And then, yeah, and then I ended up blowing up my relationship because remember when I mentioned I was manic, but I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, I blew things up, got kicked out of my, uh, it was my boyfriend at the time's apartment, it wasn't even mine. So I got kicked out of his apartment, ended up staying with one of our coworkers for a month, and I was like, I need someone. And Kristen was like, well, Courtney hates her living situation. And I was like, dope, because I can't be homeless and living with my um, coworker. <laughs> Long story short, we looked at a lot of horrible fucking apartments oh, that were just barely within our price range. Oh. When suddenly we found out through a friend of a friend that was trying to move out of the apartment we live ne- live in now, but they were, you know, friends with their landlord and were trying to be like helpful. So they were trying to be helpful and and post on Facebook. Yeah. Saying that there was... Yeah, um, they were like, hey, we're going to be leaving our place soon if anyone knows someone looking for a place. And our uh, friend was like, I know people looking for a place. And it's cheap and has two bedrooms and it's quirky and our landlord is the greatest human in the entire world. Yeah. And we, like painted and done a bunch of shit that landlords normally don't let oh, you yeah. go to apartments. Yeah. <laughs> we literally ripped down the wallpaper in the rooms. Okay. So we are back recording. So yeah, so we've really been able to like make this apartment into a home and it's just been really, really great. Um, but the the thing of the thing is that we moved in together November 1st of 2019, <laughs> being like, we live so close to, like, a strip of bars and restaurants, and yep. it's going to be so cool to get to walk down there in the summer and <laughs> go out, and I'm so excited for next summer. Mm-hmm. And, and then... then... 2020. And then 2020 happened, and... Since February or March, 
Definitely March because it was mm-hmm. it was February it was February twenty fourth that I rage quit my job. Yep, I was just doing my work at my desk and she came up to me and we had been we had like just signed a lease together and like just started living together and she looks at me and she goes, "I am going to quit. I cannot do this anymore." And I could just see it on her face. I don't know what had just happened. But something had just happened. And I think I was just like, I support you is like all that I said. Yeah. You were, you literally just like, it was, it was not even a conversation. It was just like, you were definitely taken off guard and you were like, oh, okay. If this is what you need, I support it. Let's do it. We will figure it out. Which was wonderful and probably the reason that we are as close as we are now. So I won't get into the details, but basically the department director had been exhibiting some extremely unethical and awful behavior towards the employees for a while. And one of those situations happened. She called me on the phone and she was doing one of the things that I hate most. And it's when you are arguing with someone Mm. and you keep asking them questions and then when they go to answer you interrupt them when people do that to me it fills me with so much rage as it should though so that's just like why ask the question if you don't want you don't actually want the answer yeah i i don't care if the by some chance the person I am talking about that I won't name, but knows that it's them that I'm talking about by knowing that I'm the person who worked for them. You're a fucking bitch and I still (laughs) hate you and I don't care if you know. Um, But I basically was just like, at one point I flat out said to her, why are you asking me questions if you're just going to ignore me every time I answer? And she like didn't know what to say and so I just said I'm done with this conversation and I hung up on her and then I wrote a very long resignation letter Mm -hmm. and I emailed it to said director as well as human resources legal and both the president and vice president of the company Mm mm-hmm and I was a, what was it? You code were a red. Code Red swiftly after that email got sent out, which I obviously didn't receive, but I got a Code Red termination with Courtney's name on it. And one Yeet. of the male managers in another department uh, came up to, and he's also, he's such a sweet man. It was, he just walked up and he was trying to, act like he wasn't there for any particular reason but like the office manager had been like can you go like make sure like escort her out no the office manager didn't oh it wasn't it was entirely my director oh my gosh because I she that was the called me she called me i think that the office manager was out that day because what happened was the reason that she called who she called was super sexist. It was the fact that he was the only manager that was on that wasn't a woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my director 
had called me asking, asked me flat out if I needed to be escorted out. Yeah, in, but like, and I what? was like, first of all, if I was planning something insidious, why would I fucking tell you I need to be escorted out? And second of all, no, I just don't want to fucking work here anymore. I'm packing up my personal items. I am leaving my work equipment and I'm leaving. And I guess she still didn't believe me because she called this male manager who was not even my like supervisor. Yeah, he, no, uh, he an was entirely literally on the other end of the office, like metaphorically and physically. Like was not my boss. And was a sweetheart, and he came over to the area and started talking to one of the other girls that worked at our desk cluster. And then he did kind of, like, look at me, and he was like, I don't know why, but you know who called and asked me to come over here Mm -hmm. and, like, escort you out. Is everything okay? (laughs) And I was like, oh, no. Things are not okay. And I was like, I just quit. And he was like, well, I kind of gathered that. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, kind of figured, kind of figured that much. Yeah. So that was the, the way that I went out of that job. And that was also like, my mom knew that I hated that job. And I would call her crying about it all the time. Mm. And she would always tell me the same thing. Like, I know that it sucks, but like, just you just got to keep trying to find another job because you can't you can't quit until you find another job. So yeah, I had called my mom that day and I said to her I was like I know I shouldn't quit without finding another job, mm. but if I work another day in this job, trigger warning. <laughs> I am actually scared that I am going to want to kill myself because I legitimately like I have never been suicidal mm. in my life. I had never even had any ideation at all but when I was working that job it was getting me to a point where I still didn't feel that way but I could tell I was going to and it was absolutely terrifying I was like the stress of not having a job is better for my mental health than working this job. And that's how you know Mm. that a job is fucking toxic. Mm. (laughs) We didn't even work the same job, but I mean, I cried in the stair hallway, like, twice a week at that job. I was only there for nine months before the pandemic hit, and I got laid off. I had a 45-minute commute to get to work, Mm. and I would drive to work, and I have a habit of getting to places early. So... I would always get to work kind of early, and so I would have some time to sit in my car and listen to music or whatever, and I would get to work, park, and I would cry Mm. for like 10 minutes in my car. Good pre- and post-work cry. And then I would get myself together, I would put a fucking smile on my face, and I would go into the office, and I would fucking do shit and get shit done. I did the same thing too, but I didn't cry. I just get there early to disassociate in the car and then go. Uh, I wouldn't cry. I just like disassociate. No, No, it was more private to cry in the stairwell. And then I would get out of work, go out to my car and sit in my car for about 10 minutes and sob. And then I would drive home. And fun fact, when I would drive home, I would play on repeat like a couple times. 
the song Try Everything by Shakira. <laughs> Is that why you from pre- the Zootopia movie? Oh my god, that makes sense as to why you love that song so much. That adds that up. movie got me through some dark times. I'm I so would too. literally scream cry the lyrics along with that song on my drive home over oh. and over again. I won't give up. No, I won't give in till I reach the end and then I'll start again. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, I quit on February 24th and mm-hmm. um exactly a month to the day later you got furloughed. Yeah. And so from March 24th until I got my current well not my current job, but my job, my foot in the door job. Mm. Um in like June, we were both unemployed. Yep. And it was, you know, spring going into summer. Lockdown we time. Did, we did a lot. We were getting, like, you know, the stimulus checks, which were paying the bills. And then, like, a little bit left over, we would, you know, go buy a can of paint and paint our living room mm-hmm. or our kitchen. We we painted our kitchen first. Yeah. And then the living room. Uh no, no it was my room. no it was my room and you started the kitchen when I was finishing up my room. Okay, yeah. Yep. Your room was started and then I started the kitchen. Um and then we did the, the back room. The green in the living room. Oh yeah, we, the living room and, the and then we room. did the back room, which was a long process because mm. we just couldn't. I think we both like I feel like I kinda blacked it out, but I feel like the time period of the past few years or the time periods of the past few years that I like don't remember are the ones where both of us were just like in a depression. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> we got stir crazy. We did all kinds mm-hmm. of weird shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like we did a lot of strange things during that time period. We we went on a road trip to Michigan. Yep. That was fun. Um but basically since COVID started We've spent, like, probably no less than 85% of our waking hours together. Oh, yeah. She still works at home. I still work at home. My job has already told us that we're never going back into the office. Like, we talk about it. It's crazy to think about spending that amount of time with somebody. (laughs) Yeah. And... Not wanting to kill that person. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I guess I guess marriage is a thing. And but even then, like before COVID, like you still spent time away from your spouse. Yeah, during the day, most or of the time. Yeah, most of a the lot time. of relationships were uh, tested when all of a sudden it's like, oh, I actually have to get to really know you as a person. <laughs> oh, a lot of people got divorced during COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, holy crap. Like, the number of men I come across on Tinder that are, like, recently divorced, and I'm just like, oof, oof, your relationship did not survive COVID. Rough. Um, my favorite was the one who, during COVID, his, um, wife came out as gay, and they got divorced. Mm, Love that for her. And I was just like, if it ain't for one reason, it's for another, like... I don't know. I think it's just that, like, 90% of the time, or, like, um, almost all, you don't drain any of my social battery, which is 
amazing because it's super easy to drain my social battery. I currently yeah. have 53 unopened TikToks that I need to look at, but just the more I see it, the more I don't, it's a spiral of anxiety. And so it's like right now I'm paralyzed by that, but you drain, like that drains so much of my social battery that I can't even do it right now. But like just us existing around each other is no strain on my social battery. And that's very, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. It's like the only time we bother each other is when we both like have our defensive moods. Mm, Yes. Because we are both deeply defensive individuals. Yes. Not, like, all the time. Like, I feel like we It's always have, about... It, for At least for me, periods. I'm always deeply defensive about the weirdest shit. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, I don't like that ice cream. And I'll be like, yeah, well, um, Ben and Jerry's. Oh. Yeah. There was, there was something the other day where it was like, you showed me something, and it, like, the point of it was one thing, and then I just said, I was like, I highlighted that it also made, like, another point. And you were like, yeah, but this point. And I was like, yeah, I'm not arguing with that. <laughs> like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Both of the both of these things can coexist in both the universe. Both of these things can be true, which is something I need to remember that multiple things can be true at once. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, like, we have spent so much time together and gotten to know each other on a level that I feel like a lot of, I mean, at least before COVID, Mm -hmm. married couples even, like, get to know each other. Oh, I agree. (laughs) Concur. We know some real weird shit about each other. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we've been through it together. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, between just, like, for me, two breakups, a full breakdown, losing my grandparents, me being put in an outpatient program. Whew. That was, that was a good time. I mean, I had my whole, like, kidney thing. Oh my god, yeah, you and your medical shit, man. My medical <laughs> shit. Like, it's like, I haven't, I haven't had too much stress as far as, like, my, my mental health, like, I have actually over the course of COVID gotten consistent with my psychiatrist, gotten a consistent therapist, which are things that I wasn't taking Mm. care of before, but during COVID I had time for it. And then as I started spending more time working, I had less time for it, but I made sure to make time for it. Yeah. So like I've at least had that consistent support happening more than I did before COVID. Woo! Sports support system! <laughs> Sp- woo! Sports! <laughs> not, not a sentence I would ever... I mean, I'd say it ironically, like, yay! Sports! Sports ball! Sports ball! Did he get the basket for the three-pointer on the field goal? One of those was a... Was yeah, a, was was a sports, sports term? I don't know. But yeah, we like we know we know the cadence at which our our partners have sex. Yeah, because we feel the rhythm of the apartment. Yeah, we, our apartment's a little old, so yeah, it, does. it shakes. Is it weird that I know who fucks faster than others? No, I don't I think so. I, I mean, yeah, either. that's like off. Yeah, because you need to use names, so I'm like super curious about this. <laughs> I'll that's, tell you afterwards. Yeah, that'll be our off 
camera top camera keep listening top. maybe we'll reveal it one episode <laughs> oh god just rank our um rank our what's the phrase what do they call it like your lineup oh right your, is your that roster. the phrase your roster your yeah. roster yeah because women just we all have oh i thought i thought you were gonna say body count and i was like i can't rate my body count no my body count is at an alarming number. I, I stopped keeping track of that. I couldn't even tell it. Like, but no, I think it's just we lucked. Also, we just partially lucked out because we just live well together for the most part. Like for 99% of things we live well together for. Yeah. We live well together, together for. Good sentence. Yeah. Something like that. We, yeah, no, we just, we coexist well there are very little things about each other that, like, bother each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we just have decided to platonically live together. Because it's like, at this point, we have really erased the need or for a partner outside of emotional and deeper connections that we can't provide to each other. Because we're not attracted yeah. to each other like at all exactly that's like, not just like it is platonic so any it's just... sort of like yeah the it the only the only thing that isn't checked off in this situation is like partner intimacy is like yeah is like romantic and physical intimacy and like even that like we do still have like our own forms of like physical intimacy yeah. like we have our couch sleepovers oh my god i love our couch sleepovers like we were comfortable like we'll lay in bed together and like yeah. watch tv or watch a movie or, yeah like, but that's also just nice about being a woman is none of that was ever stigmatized for us yeah you know girls it's just it's like having a sleepover all the time but it's like, what are a couple of couple of old thornbacks supposed Thorn. to do? Uh-huh. You know, I'm thirty. I'm Rebecca, about to be. Rebecca's pushing thirty, and like, you know, our our value is decreasing. Yeah. Our yeah. No. Agreed. We, yeah. we want we want high value men. We cannot get high value men, so we you know we've decided to just live together because we just you know together we are. We split this apartment. We split our food. A lot of our finances are intertwined in, like, some kind of a way, but it works out really well because we're also very upfront about each other with money, obviously, because we had to be. Yeah. Very early when you quit, we had to be very upfront very early about finances between each other. Yeah. And I think that helped. And that helped, yeah, because we kind of, like, had that rock bottom together to, like, and that was where we started. Oh, and yeah. so it's like it's only gotten better over time in that we pretty naturally like if we're if we're doing like any form of takeout or mm-hmm. one of us it's like we we don't even do like separate cannabis product orders anymore yeah we just do an order together and whoever has money for it at the time pays for it yeah <laughs> and and whoever doesn't doesn't like yeah and then they do it next time and we float each other back and forth and it's it's more i mean it's more or less equal to a point that like we already know that we'll bring it up like we've brought it up before where we've been like you know i paid for this this and this like all in a row (laughs) and you haven't paid for anything (laughs) yeah like we're not afraid to say that to each other we have before. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so it's just kind of like, we just consistently will be like, <laughs> one of us will be like, I want food. And the other will be like, I can't afford food right now. And we're like, bitch, did I ask if you could afford food? I didn't ask I if said, you could afford it. I asked if you wanted, wanted it. it. Exactly. And, oh, that, that's a meme, isn't it? About how those are the best kind of friends to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, like, those friends that are like, do you want to go get burgers or whatever? And they're like, oh, I don't have money for that mm-hmm. right now. And it's like, did I ask if you had money? Oh, hands down. Because it's like, I will buy you coffee if it's like, Especially back when I was, like, living with my parents and I would need to, like, get out while I, like, love my parents, you know, being in your late 20s at that point, living with your parents, you needed to get out and getting out often meant spending money in some way where I lived. So, but I'd be like, I'm coming to pick you up and we're gonna, I don't care, I'm paying for Chipotle, like, let's just smoke weed with me in my car and exist. And exist. (laughs) Be my companion in this lonely thing called life. (laughs) But yeah, no, so we've just, like, we don't financially need a partner because we have each other to fall back on, and we've already proven to each other that we are there for each other. Yeah. So it's, like, any other person that, like, wants to, like, I don't know, I just, I really think a lot of our society is built on people coupling, like, yes, because of love, but also for financial stability. Yeah. And it's like, and we we also have platonic love. Yeah. Like, we, we fucking love each other a lot. <laughs> exactly. Like, you would think we were in a relationship. The fact that, like, mm-hmm. I can be gone for a weekend and she'll Snapchat me being like, when are you coming home? I when miss are you. you. Coming home? And, like, sometimes we always share our location on our phone with each other. And sometimes Mm -hmm. when, like, you're out for the day doing something and it's, like, been a few hours, I'll, like, go and look at where you are. That's a little stalkery, but... No, it's not. I'll just look at where you are just to see if I'm, like, oh, she's, you know, at this place. No, that's just Or, oh, she's here. Like, because what if I had been somewhere weird where you were like, "Why the heck is she there?" No, that you has, should that you should check in before. on me. <laughs> that has happened before, and it turned out you were at like the chiropractor or something, oh, and I just didn't know where. Yeah, the you, yeah, you didn't. Was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, and like, and honestly, most of the time when I do it, it's like it's at a point where I, for some reason, know. I feel like we do almost have a telepathic connection in this mm. way because pretty much every time I check where you are, you're on 290 on your way home. Wild. Like pretty much every single time. There have been times where I've literally tra- gone to like look where you are and you like literally just pulled in the driveway and you're like <laughs> outside like and I'm like there. and you're like and I'm like did I did I sense her? I love that. Did I sense in the force that I she was coming back to me? <laughs> but I think what's funny is that it's just our dynamic changes the way we look at our romantic partners because we need a lot less from them. So we yeah. kind of expect more. We expect more of the things that we don't get from each other. Yeah. Exactly. But it's like we so so we expect less of a variety of things. Yeah. From a romantic partner, but we expect a lot more of the romantic aspects. Of the specific thing. And, I mean, I think I would feel this way if I, mm. if I, I, I think I would 
want a partner like this regardless because i mean like my love languages are your acts of service right yes yeah yeah it helps because yeah because i mean i do yeah yeah exactly like i will <laughs> yeah. like that is that is how i receive love like when people do things for me it does not matter how little it is like i will literally mm. cry like there was do you remember that time that you were on like a go puff yeah. and you saw that the detergent I liked was on sale. So yeah. you bought it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when you got it, you were like, oh, the detergent you like was on sale. So I bought some and I was literally like, you bought my Yeah, she was like, detergent. I was just like, oh, dude, uh, this was on sale. And we were like, yeah, well, anyway, so I snagged this and I saw that you liked it. And she's like about to cry. And I'm like, <laughs> um are you okay who hurt you <laughs> has no one ever done anything remotely nice for you before no i've just always been that way i've always <laughs> been that way because like i actually i'm i'm lucky enough to say that i grew up seeing like a pretty healthy loving relationship between my parents oh, that's good. and but they weren't they weren't like Perfect. overly affectionate with each other they weren't like no. physically affectionate in in front of us i found i found lube in their drawer once <laughs> which really freaked me out mm. when it happened but taught me not to go yeah. fucking snooping in their yeah, drawers yeah don't go snooping i remember i remember like being fucking 10 and searched the interwebs for like what is ky jelly <laughs> lol what a fun thing to find in uh, my innocence in. that was the day my innocence was lost but anyway, my mom who would come home and my dad would fall asleep in his like fucking mm. recliner and my mom would make like one of his favorite dinners and fucking Aww. give it to him, like wake him up with it. Oh, like they would do things like that. My dad did a lot of like gardening and stuff, like all the stuff that like my mom wanted to like make the oh, house pretty. Yeah. My dad did. Like, oh, love that. They, they had, and that was, so that was what I grew up with seeing as, like, how language. to show love to someone, and it's to just, like, you know, show up for them mm -hmm. and to want to do things for them just for the fact that it will make them happy mm -hmm. and you get gratification enough from that. Yeah. And,. And I do also love gift giving, but like not because I like receiving gifts. I really like like making and getting gifts. Can confirm for each other. she's a good gift giver, so I am a lucky Libra. Okay, Courtney. So, what's my main love language? What's your love language? Yeah. Um, quality time. Probably, yeah. I think like I think that are words of affirmation, but I think it's I think the words of affirmation just for my anxiety. Yeah. Is same. Yeah, I just need constant reassurance that you still like me. Constant reassurance that yeah. you still like me. See, so Which I get from you. I get constant reassurance from you that you like me, but I think that's yeah. more of anxiety than a love language, so probably quality. Exactly. Time. Like there's a difference between it being a love language and it being a way that you like receive love when they like, because for me, it's like, I know that it's my insecurity and not my love language because I only want words of affirmation mm. when I'm feeling vulnerable. Ah, uh, yeah. And that's when I'm like, I need you to give me reassurance. Yeah. 
but that's not like my default. Mm-hmm. My default is more of a like of a I'm not I'm not needing somebody to be like giving me words of affirmation all mm. the time and honestly like if somebody is like just constantly being like you're cute i like you too you're much. cute i like you you're cute i like you over and over again it's like it's too much and it's just like okay like i fucking get it <laughs> like i do get to that point i do like some words of affirmation but like just don't yeah i just i have a i small doses Small doses. Small doses. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the reason I say quality time is because since it is so easy to drain your social battery, True. like the, the, the time that you spend with people like needs to be of high quality yeah. for it to be like worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. Or else I'd rather just like stay home and hang out with you and read and exactly. Smoke weed. <laughs> like it has to be one of those things where you're getting, you're getting, you're getting the, you're getting the serotonin the from serotonin. it. Like the serotonin. Do you give coming. me the serotonin? Exactly. It's like, and you can't. It's the whole spoons thing. Like, yeah. you only have so many spoons, and you have to be careful about who you give your spoons to. Mm-hmm. Um, because you you have a finite number of spoons. I saw a TikTok, so I have not confirmed this to be true, but I saw a TikTok of this lady saying that it takes, like, up to seven to eight years to truly recover from real burnout like your cortisol levels being depleted like true like chemical burnout in the body Damn. it can take like seven to eight years for your body to like get back to like normalness like i said i didn't look much into it beyond that tiktok but also as someone who definitely had a full-on breakdown i can say i have n- i am not back to where i was yeah yeah like so like especially with the pandemic and isolating like oh my gosh i cannot handle large crowds it's hard yeah it is and before i used to put up with that it is hard but yeah so like final thoughts we went in a lot of directions (laughs) in this and i'm not sure we ever at any point told any coherent story but (laughs) that's part of the show of who we just who we are as a people it's who we are as a people because i don't think we are. <laughs> okay yeah. reed wants us to go but thank you for tuning in next episode will be a next episode will be a so next week's episode fuck you reed okay fine i'll take him out next week's episode is a goddamn surprise and you'll like it (laughs) good night say bye-bye reed bye-bye reed (laughs) 